0: Good morning, I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. Welcome to ASL's HR in 10. At 10. And Kimberly and I get together every Thursday morning to talk you through the latest HR issues, really particularly in relation to COVID and how it's affecting employers right now.
1: And there's certainly plenty to keep us on our toes at the moment, Jason.
0: There are indeed. I think, again, for the second week running, it's really right that we talk about furlough. Um, We've had a big change from JSS to furlough or JSS that never happened. And I suspect the right place to start, is redundancy.
1: Yes, I mean, the key thing for me is that anybody that made redundancies take people back so that they can go on to the uh, furlough scheme part two. Uh, and they can do that, provided they were uh, made redundant before the 23rd of September. But that, for me, leaves a gap. What about the people in between that?
0: Well, there, there is that. But I think the other thing is uh, how the difference between the new world of furlough and the old world of furlough. If we look back, back in April, I think it was, when the uh, government announced you could take somebody back who'd left your employment and put them on furlough, the focus then really was about that we're really all in this together and the way in which you'd use furlough payments almost made an employer's extension of uh, Social Security, of the benefits agency. And we were seeing any payments we were making were very much about helping people rather than necessarily about the employment relationship
1: yes i think the key difference this time round, however is the fact that the employers have to pay uh, national co- national insurance and pension contributions and not all of them can you know small businesses will be struggling yes. now
0: yeah i mean certainly from what would it be march up till july they didn't have to that kicked in from august but the contribution slowly increased from the employer August through September and October. We have really gone full back where the government pay 80% and all the employers have to pay is the pensions and NI, as you say. But the interesting one to me is about the redundancy notice period because many employers who during that period needed to make cuts found that they could use the furlough. They were claiming 80% to pay from the government and all they needed to do was top up the final 20 and that pay period would act as the notice period and save an employer quite a lot of money
1: yes whereas now there's a lot of confusion about that you know what's statutory what's contractual and the fact that the employer can't claim that money back
0: yeah and i i think the other thing there we we knew furlough was coming to the end we knew we were going into jss and actually jss was really clear that you couldn't use jss or during somebody's redundancy notice period. We're now back in furlough. And you can, but the guidance only appeared, what, I think it was Tuesday evening, wasn't it? Um, yes, the guidance, it was. Yeah. So the guidance is there. But as you've just rightfully said, there's a little bit of uh, vagueness, um, ambiguity, about what you can pay for, whether it's statutory notice or contractual notice. So I think an employer needs to take a bit of care around this one
1: yes and you know obviously that clarity will come at some point from the government but it might not be quick enough for some organizations who are really struggling at the moment
0: yes if you're in that position Um, I think the advice is get some advice and make sure you stay the right side of the line on that one. So Mm -hmm. the other thing that seems to have changed, um, you know, broadly we say it's, I think, what did I say last week? It's like going in a time machine and we're back to August. So broadly speaking, it's furlough as was, but there's some differences on claim periods too, aren't there?
1: Yes, they seem to have halved. So, for example, the claim period up to the end of October... The claim period is until the 30th of November. However, the claim period for the end of November is the 14th, 14 days afterwards, uh, so the 14th of December.
0: So really now you have to get your furlough claim in within two weeks of running your payroll is what we're saying, and before employers have more time. Yeah. What what really surprised me, I was talking to uh, a senior accountant only yesterday Um, And much to my surprise, she told me that many employers weren't making their furlough claims till months after the pay period. Um,
1: Yeah, that confounds me as well, because my impression is that everybody would be right. I can claim now. Let's do it.
0: Well, I kind of think that it's difficult times. And if nothing other than cash flow, you want to know you've got the money coming in during these very strange times. Arguably, if you don't need to do that, maybe you didn't need the furlough in the first place.
1: Yes. And, you know, maybe that's why so many people are paying their furlough uh, money back. Some of the bigger Mm. organisations that can afford to do so.
0: Yeah. Um, we, we've seen a, a little bit of that recently. One of the other changes that I've noticed, I don't know if you've picked up on, Kimberly, is that lovely payment that Rishi Sunak told us we'd all enjoy in January. If you'd furloughed a member of staff, um, providing they were still on your payroll as we moved into 2021, you'd get a £1,000 per member of staff.
1: Yes, well, sadly, as far as I've noticed, on the 5th of November, that was cancelled. There will be no lovely payment in January, February. And there is no further information that I can find mm. that gives us any clarity other than it'll be after the end of March.
0: Yes, I think I'd be slightly, you know, it's strange. Normally, you and I end up agreeing on all of this. I'm going to challenge you on cancelled. I think I go for postponed. I yeah. I would be surprised if the government pull that all together. But mm-hmm. we don't yet know what it's going to be and when it's going to be. Um, so I, it's difficult to know what format it's going to come in.
1: It is, yes. I think the way they've worded it is that this guidance has been withdrawn.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, so I have, we have ended up uh, agreeing in the end, Jason.
0: <laughs> We're in a no man's land where we don't know yeah. quite what's going to happen or when. My suspicion is there will be some kind of incentive to keep those people on. Um, I'm actually wondering whether or not they're extending it. And therefore, they're effectively going to be saying, I don't know if somebody new that goes on to furlough in November or December might be eligible for the bonus payment. That would be interesting. It would be.
1: And certainly it's a potential on the cards. They can't withdraw it having promised it. So they've got to do something, yes. but it's just whether it will cover this new extended period.
0: Yes. The other thing I think that's really worth talking about, we've been talking for many months to clients about the importance of keeping records during furlough. And, you know, you need to have a record of the contractual change with your people, signed copies. You need a record of how you made the calculations. And you need a record of the payments. Because one day, HMRC are going to knock on your door and they're going (laughs) to audit it and ask to see. We've just begun to see that starting to happen. Um... Yes, that surprises me that they're
1: doing it so quickly. Mm. Given that the original furlough scheme was meant to to finish uh, and the job support scheme was meant to come in, it's only weeks, you know, less than two weeks away and they're already starting the audit process. Now, as you say, we knew that they were going to, but the speed with which Mm. they've started really surprises me.
0: Yes. Broadly speaking, I'm in agreement with you yet again. Um, (laughs) But in terms of I expected this to happen later, and I Mm. expected it to be more akin to, let's say, a VAT inspection or a payroll inspection Mm. with uh, HMRC coming on site and wanting to look at your records. Um, But what we've seen, and one of our clients has kindly provided us with a copy of the request, which is something like three weeks in which to provide information quite detailed information, but it's an arm's length audit. It's really asking for you to provide records, you to provide evidence of how you calculated, and so on.
1: Yes. I mean, as you say, there was a time period and given that they've asked employers to keep records for five years, I was expecting it to be slower. But at the end of the day, although the information is detailed from what we've seen, it really only... Actually correlates with the information that you needed yes. in order to put the claim in the first place yes, so for me it's why are they auditing you know mm. has there been an increase in profits? Yes has there been a whistleblowing incident or is it just a random check? Yeah
0: Good Who records, knows? good records, I think are the answer Kimberly, yeah. this is HR in 10, and we've spoken for 10, so it's been lovely. Thank you Thank you, too. It has been good. And see you next week. See you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.